I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the love life you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club, you need to be. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of season one in a categorized list by age and relationship status, my foundational principles in video, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and much more. The best part is that you'll have access to all episodes of season two the moment they're ready. Otherwise, you'll only be getting season two on your listening platform once every eight weeks or so. Don't miss out. Join the 8020 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. Be consistently and successfully mindful of the best ways to make your man wonder by becoming a member of the 8020 Wonder Club. It's just 80 cents for the first month. That's the 8020wonder.club. And I'll see you in the clubhouse. Sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach licensed social worker and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each episode, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern, or I discuss one of my topics, part of my book, my concepts, and answer any of your questions. So feel free to write in. My guest today is Amanda, who I'm very excited to have on because Amanda was a guest on episode two of Make Him Wonder. She's 26 years old, and she's been dating Brian for the past year. She called in originally wanting to know how to keep the fire burning in a long-term relationship, but we ended up having changed her mind about moving in before marriage, and Amanda contacted the show again, sharing the news that she followed my advice by talking to Brian and let him know that she didn't want to live with him until they were engaged. Amanda stated that she found it helpful that we talked about how not to make Amanda best friend by telling him everything or always wanting to be available to talk and by not stopping her own life for Brian. I'm very excited because of this incredible news that Amanda, what is it? Engaged. (laughs) you're engaged this is so exciting I want to hear how it went down well um, we were at my mom's house for basically we were celebrating Easter so we were having a boil and I went upstairs to change my shirt because my son stained it with chocolate and I came back (laughs) down and everyone was just kind of standing around I was like okay and then he came up to me with a basket and it had a golden egg in it and he said I got you an Easter basket and I was like 
oh, okay. And I kind of looked around, and I was like, oh, everyone has their phone on me. And he was like, are you going to open it? And I said, yeah. And I opened it, and it was a ring, and he got down on one knee, and he told me that Easter was all about new beginnings and that he wanted to start a new life with me and hoped that I would say yes. And I just stood there for a second and knelt down and kissed him, and he was like, okay, are you saying yes? (laughs) And I said, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. That is so incredible. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. This is just great news. So tell me about, because we talked, I don't know what, maybe I'm going to say two months ago at most? It was right after the Super Bowl, yep. (laughs) Okay, so about, it's actually, you know, people listening to this, it's about three months ago then. So Mm -hmm. in 90 days, so... What happened, you said it really, um, we talked about how moving in is not the best way statistically to start a relationship and, and why I felt that was in terms of a man not bonding in the same way after he's made a decision and how important it is for a man to make the decision to make you his one. What? did you do right after and tell me about those three months and how you feel this came to pass well whenever we talked you know at first I wanted to believe that I knew what was best and so I thought it over and I was like no you know because even whenever we were talking you know it made sense to me that if he makes a decision then it's his choice you know Mm -hmm. and I remember saying that I was worried he wouldn't you know, want to propose to me if I made it, you know, known to him that that was important. And you said to me that if he, if it was important to me, it would be important to him. And so I told him, you know, we just were sitting watching a movie one night and I said, you know, I want to talk to you about, you know, us moving in together. And I didn't say it as, you know, this is my ultimatum. Mm -hmm. I just let him know. I said, you know, it's important to me that we be engaged before we live together because I've done it with, I've moved in with somebody before and not been engaged. And I just don't feel that the connection was as strong as it should have been. And Mm -hmm. I told him, you know, it was important to me because we have children that we do it the right way um, for them and for their sake and for our sake as well. And so he heard me and he was like, I hear what you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying. And I told him, I was like, you know, it does not need to be right away. It's not like you need to do this now. I said, you know, I can extend my lease. I'm okay with that. You know, it would be on, you know, your terms, but I want to let you know my terms. And Mm, love that. Yeah. And that's what I thought too. I was like, okay, it's your decision still, but when you want, as long as you understand that that's what I want and I need. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, you know, he just kind of was like, okay, that sounds good. And I didn't keep approaching it. I didn't, you know, keep asking him, like, you know, hey, what's going on? Basically, right. what I did was, yeah, I just, I just didn't continue berating it or anything. I just left it alone. And um, so about when did you do? Ago, yeah, when did you do that? Like, so you say you, you kind of left it alone. So right after we talked, so about three about months a, ago? About a week after we talked, I gave, we had the conversation. And then um, I would say about two weeks ago, yeah, it was two weeks ago that I approached it again. 
Um, it was a week before Easter, actually. Um, I said, hey, my lease is coming up. Do I need to extend it, or do I need to just let it lapse? And he said, um, let it lapse. I just point blank asked him. I just, you know, my lease is coming up. Do I let it lapse, or do I extend it? And he said, let it lapse. And I said, okay. So I still didn't ask him, like, when are you proposing? You know, I wanted to know, but I didn't ask him. Sure. So I, you know, just left it alone, and then a week later is when he proposed. Wow. So, and it was really interesting because I'm not used to letting go of control or curiosity. I'm used to just feeding into it. Ah, you're female. Uh, (laughs) You told me that don't make me ask them and you don't ask everything. And, you know, you let there be some mysteries. I'm I'm just going to let it be a mystery. Right. Exactly. And, And it was this. I was not expecting it, and it was nice because I didn't feel like a nag at all. So what was the thing with the lease is that when you asked, like, did you know what you were going to do if he didn't come through? If he told, well, and that was why I put the ball in his court. I said, do I extend it or do I let it lapse? And he told me to let it lapse, and he knew that, you know, being engaged was important before we move in together, so... I knew that by him saying that, that it was going to happen before my lease was up. Mm. So and how, how long was that going to be? About two more months. Ah, okay. Got it. So you Sorry. knew sometime within that two months mm-hmm. he was going to propose. He had this idea then in his head when and how he was going to do it, I assume. Yes. Um, He actually told me that he made the decision um, about the beginning of April. He said Mm. um, we were in San Antonio, um, just like a major city, for a marathon, and the marathon got rained out. So, you know, we went to dinner that night, the night before the marathon, and then the next morning he was supposed to run, and it got rained out. And we just, you know, I cooked breakfast, and we just hung out for a little while. We went to a record store, and then we went home. Mm-hmm. And he said that he knew then, like, it, it took till that day for him to make the decision that he wanted to marry me. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, you know, I knew that I wanted to, but I didn't know that I had decided to until that day. And then he it's... said the next Monday he went to go find the ring and start making the phone calls. It's so interesting because um, men are just so much more black and white than women are. And and what's fascinating to me is here you'd been dating for, what, a year, right? Uh And (laughs) you would would think, right, that all the way along the way, he would be kind of thinking in these terms, correct? And it's just always fascinating to me that it is so black and white for men and that like for example that day he made the decision and that's the beginning of april and <laughs> here you must have been thinking all the way along i'm just curious as to what do you think would have happened had you moved in without getting engaged you know and i think about that and i wonder you know how long it would go until we got engaged i don't i do believe that we would have gotten engaged but I don't think that it would have happened like it did without moving in. 
you know, I think it would have been prolonged and then had a long engagement until we got married. And now he's made the decision. He's told me that he cannot wait until, you know, I move in. He can't wait until we're married and Mm. we're already planning. And, you know, it's just, for me, it's very validating of how he feels. Right. And that's so important for us to, to, to know that because we love by knowing, right? Mm-hmm. And we're most comfortable if we're not in the state of knowing, it's not good. <laughs> we need to know right. to be comfortable. And, that, and Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was just my biggest struggle was whenever, you know, I had to, like, internally battle myself to say, like, don't ask him about it, don't talk about it, let him do it in his time, you know? Yes. And that's super, super important. But what you did do is you had one very pointed conversation that wasn't an ultimatum. And that is, you know, what I help women with to to get that relationship, um, that relationship talk kind of constructed so a woman knows that she can feel comfortable that it's not it's not coming across as an ultimatum. It's just standing in your value and saying, like you said, I understand your terms. Those are mine. That's all that's important because otherwise, you know, um, I talk about being the worthy opponent. It's partially, you know, that standing in your value. Second thing is what you do with him. He believes you do with all men. That's just male. So he knows that regardless, you are a woman that these are your terms and you're not going to just move in with anybody. That it's really important for you to be engaged prior to moving in. And the second part, which you've already done naturally, is you're talking about the date, right? Yes. It's not just languishing there, well, we'll see, you know, even after the engagement. Because once he's made that decision, you really need to act on that decision in a, in a proactive way. Whether it's a year from now or even, you know, I don't recommend anything longer than a year. Because and our date right now is about six months out. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Hey, that's fantastic. When are you planning? <laughs> uh, we're looking at October. October, how nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. That is really so wonderful. And it's a wonderful thing for, I mean, don't you feel so much more secure now? I mean, really, I do. And whenever we talk about our relationship now, it's in terms of, like, honestly, forever instead of, exactly. you know, the now. That's right. That's right. And that is so important for the man because that's you know, him taking on the responsibility he sees commitment as being is what allows him to bond. And, you know, you're already bonded through time and sex, so it's all good. It works so well for both. And that's why it couldn't be more um, happy for you. And, you know, um, I think I said to you back when we first did, um, you know, episode two, how impressed I was with your maturity and how you said other people have uh, said how mature you are at 26. (laughs) 
Like, how did you learn all this? Like, you know so much that it certainly took me, you know, a half a lifetime to, to figure out. And, um, you know, maybe call it stubborn or whatever, but I wanted to believe that men and women were the same because we're equal. It's very different. Equal doesn't mean the same. And um, I always say, you know, apples and oranges are equal fruit. They're fruit of equal <laughs> value, but they're very, very different, right? Yes. Yeah. I think, I just think that, you know, in life people are always given different situations. So, you know, watching my parents' marriage unfold and watching my person marriage unfold and going through all of that, I think, set me up for taking their advice and actually listening instead of believing that I knew what was right. Mm, that's so amazing. And I, you know, it's just, I mean, we we had only talked that one time, and I, I couldn't believe when I got your message and that you, in one talk, followed through and are engaged. I mean, it's just... <laughs> So wonderful. I couldn't be happier. I can't wait to uh, to see those pictures. And here now, you know, you guys can go forward with really developing, you know, because I know he has children, you have children, correct? Yes. And really blending, you know, your families. Um, are you uh, getting, you know, getting an apartment together, a house together? What's happening? Well, actually, it's funny. Um, he we were, he was selling his house whenever we had the talk, actually. And he was just signing um, for a new house that we picked together. And I kind of dropped my expectation on him. And so he went forward and still bought the house and, um, you know, had the idea that we would be moving in, but we never made it, you know, a thing to talk about when or, any of that. So he bought a house that I helped him pick out and we'll be, I'll be moving in with him at the end of June. Wow. Wow. So So it's end of June moving in and then October getting married. That couldn't be more perfect. Yes. I'm really, really couldn't be. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. This is incredible. So, you know, I, is there anything else you want uh, women listening to this to know? Because I think that I was talking to somebody um, today in anticipation. Um, I mean, I was going back and forth in anticipation of her coming on the podcast. And, you know, um, divorced women with children feel, you know, it's tough. It's tough to meet. I mean, you, you've, you've really lucked out. He sounds like a wonderful guy. Um, but is there anything, you know, you've learned um, that you know that you feel like you've learned through this journey? Anything you'd want to share? I, if you're looking, if it's a woman who has been divorced and has children, I think that it's important for them to have an expectation for what they want in another person and what they want for themselves. Um, I think you know, looking at Brian, I really did luck out. Like it was very organic and natural. I didn't have to seek him out. He, you know, sought me out just as a friend because we were both going through a divorce mm-hmm. and, you know, he was like, if you need to talk, I'm here. And he's just an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. And we just clicked and, you know, 
I really could not ask for anybody better. And I do feel like we equal each other out. But I remember going through my divorce and not feeling like it would be easy for me to find someone who was worthy of my time or the love that I had to give if they weren't worthy of my kid either. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to not, you know, overlook things that make you question a person because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, it's important to ask for what you want and also understand that you're not perfect. So when somebody's looking at you, you need to make sure that you are giving them the best and not the worst. You Mm. can't put your past relationship problems on the new relationship. That's yeah. Well said. It's so true. And it's very difficult not to because fear comes into it so much of the time. And I find with, um, in my coaching that that's a lot of what we end up dealing with because until that fear is overcome, in other words, you know, we hear all the time, you know, be fearless, right? Well, what does that mean? And I, what the stance I take is that it means overcoming our fear and that means going through it, not around it, but actually dealing head on with it And many times the fear of not having the relationship we want or making those mistakes again or not trusting gets in the way, right? And the only way Mm -hmm. really um, to to have uh, conquer those things is to actually deal with them directly. And it sounds like, you know, you did that and it was fortunate that you did find this man who was also at a place in time where he was ready to do that. To me, that's and, what it sounds like. He was and ready it really as well. was. And I think it was nice too because, you know, and I know I said this on the first podcast where, you know, we broke up over the summer. Um, but I think it was lucky that we, I think it was a good thing that we broke up because we came back together knowing that we would come back together. But knowing that we had finally, like, dealt with the last bit of prior relationship issue. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Because we weren't walking in with baggage, we were walking in with knowledge, you know? Right, right. Well, I really appreciate you um, coming on and telling us because it's such great news. That's, you know, what we want to celebrate for each woman, um, each family, which because I think, you know, men are best in marriage. He's shown you that he's willing to take your needs, step up, um, do what is right. He, I love hearing the way he made that decision. <laughs> it's, so, it's so cute because it's so male. You know, it's like a light bulb and like, you know, in a cartoon, like, bam, the decision is made. Right. Whereas women, it's so funny because it's like, uh, yeah, you know, um, we we don't have to do it like a black and white thing. It's like and actually we have a very hard time making those black and white decisions. Yes or no. Stop or go on or off. It just kind of it happens for us, you know. So um, I love that. It's it's adorable. I think um, because I, uh, you sent me a picture. You two are adorable, and I couldn't be uh, 
happier for you. I'm so glad if I played a little part in this. And um, again, thank you for thank you for joining me today and telling us all. I wish you the best. Thank you. Oh, and one more thing, I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you. Oh, thank you so so much. That is fantastic. And um, again, you know, go forward and be happy. And let's talk to you in uh, in a year of that first anniversary and see how it's going. Really? <laughs> I have no doubt that it's going to be great. I really do. Because you're starting off the right way. That's what's so yeah. cool. When, you know, um, like that saying, how it begins is how it ends. And so I think you'll have a, a really, really great chance. Definitely sounds like a strong relationship. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, please take care, and we will talk to you again. Bye. It's so, so fulfilling for me. I can't tell you, because I stand in the firm belief that marriage is so important for for both. But it's it's interesting. I also say that marriage is more important for men. Ironically speaking, I in, in some ways, because women want marriage so much, but so do men, in that men are best with a purpose. And they're best when they've made a decision. And so this is just a, a great example of a man needing to make that decision. And he, he wanted to step up and be... Brian wanted to step up and be the man for Amanda. And that's the beauty of it because he will now continue to live up to the decisions he's made. That's male. I mean, hands down, that is a man in a nutshell. A man is a person who makes a decision and then lives up to that decision regardless of his feelings. And, you know, some women say to me, well, wait a minute, I don't want him to be staying in a marriage he doesn't want to stay in. I get that completely, yes, because we want to know that the man is all in with his feelings. But that's where we become the mechanic of a relationship. And I'm going to do a podcast all about that, being the mechanic in your relationship, because... If a relationship is a car, we need to be the one to keep it on the road. Because uh, while we don't really care about or care to understand real cars and know all about the inner workings of them, we know about relationships. And we are the, the people who keep relationships on a clear path. And we have that knowledge and those skills to do that. And men have the knowledge and skills to keep a real car on the road, for the most part. So don't, don't write in that I'm, I'm being sexist. <laughs> because generally speaking, we, don't, we as women don't really care about cars. We don't care how they work. We don't need to understand them. We just want them to look pretty, get in, feel comfortable. The key turns and it runs like a baby. 
in relationships, that's what men want. And we are the ones that keep the car tuned up, the relationship car, so that it runs like that. And even this kind of thing, we're getting to the point of, in some ways, we could say that Amanda led this relationship to where it is now. Like she said, I don't think I would be here. And she would be moving in not feeling as secure and comfortable with no date and not even being engaged. That doesn't feel great for us as women. And so it's it's not going to be when, when uh, you know, there's a saying, I think, um, oh, that wonderful uh, comedian, I love him, and he does all the... Um, um, funny uh, mama movies. Oh my gosh, what is his name? Um, anyway, you know, it's if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And in families, I believe that to be true. Um, because um, it, it is incumbent upon us to really do all the fine-tuning and we got to keep that engine running it's some work for sure, um, but it's, again, it's like a great car. If you put in the bit of time to do the right tune-ups, to do those oil changes, to check under that hood, it is so worth it because it's not going to let you down. And that's what we have to do in relationships to keep it running smoothly. And when we're happy, a whole family can be happy. And so why I say this is that, yes, we don't want him to be in a relationship he does not want to be in. We have to do our part, tune it up as best as possible. But sometimes, let's face it, there's you just get a lemon. No matter how great the car looks on the outside, and everybody says, oh, beautiful car. And, you know, then we answer, yeah, but it's in the shop all the time from the the time I took it off of the lot until now it's been problematic and no matter what you do sometimes that's the case but when men step up and make that decision and then they're going to live up to it we have the chance of really maintaining the relationship to the degree that is um, the the level of the two parties involved. Looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to willhecommit.com. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. In a marriage, a man can still do best because he will try to rise to the level. It's going to be a challenge. But if the love is there, once you have the full commitment of that man by making the decision he needs to make, that's when you have the best chance. So it's so multifaceted, and I love that this occurred for Amanda, 
It's what I work with in my GPS program, the groom positioning system. And metaphorically, what we're talking about, GPS, groom positioning system, because you must set your sights there. In other words, it's not just having a relationship, having a boyfriend. It's actually thinking in a, a very solid kind of way that, what do I want for my life? Where do I want to be spending my time and focus? I want to spend it with a man who's going to value me enough and a man who has the possibility of making that decision to commit. And that's so interesting because, you know, the birds and the bees, chemistry is funny. And sometimes the person that, with whom we have the most chemistry is not that person who is going to be that um, committer or even great guy. The bad boys are very enticing. So it, it, it's, it's definitely why there are folks like me in the world who help people to get to where they want to be in relationships. And over the past six months, I've had four women get engaged. And Amanda's now among the group. Even in just talking, that's what I love about this. One real coaching conversation can be life-changing. And that's why I stand firmly in how valuable coaching is. Because it's really focusing not on the past, but on what we want. And not just what we want, but the steps to get there. So... If you're in a relationship, certainly check out my test, which is the consumer versus buyer relationship test at whywonthecommit.com. And then you can figure out where your man is on the scale of being ready, willing, and able to commit um, according to the criteria that a man needs to check off in order to be really ready, willing, and able to commit. And you can find out whether he's in one of the two categories of a consumer, meaning he's not shopping for a bride. He's not that he's a bad guy, but he's just consuming women until such time as he is ready, according to the criteria set for his timeline, to commit. And only then will he be either a prospective buyer, according to how he feels about you, perhaps, or a bona fide buyer. So check it out. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Think you or someone you might know would make a good guest for a future Make Him Wonder podcast? If so, you can go to realcoachingconversations.com and fill out a brief questionnaire. You could be a guest talking to me about your real-life love or romantic situation. Again, be sure to share with your female friends. And for the man in your life, 
be sure you're making him wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you. 